more to the Christian life than going to church and reading your Bible. If you've ever wondered just how involved God is in your everyday life, then you come to the right place. Join me, Pastor Tom Marsis and Vicar Jason Com, as we take an in-depth look at applying the scriptures to our daily lives through the Ten Commandments, baptism, the Lord's Prayer, and more. Welcome to Living the Faith. Welcome to Living the Faith, bonus episode, Meet the New Vicar. My name is Pastor Tom Marsis, Senior Pastor of Zion Lutheran Church. I am Vicar Jason Kahn. And I am uh, Dylan Meyer. And yeah, I guess I am the uh, new vicar that's coming towards you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as you heard from seminarian Dylan Meyer, soon to be a vicar at Zion Lutheran Church, this is an opportunity for us to get to know Dylan a little bit. Last year, as uh, Jason was uh, getting ready to come to Bismarck, North Dakota, we had a similar episode and learned a little bit about Jason before he got here. Uh, this time we have an opportunity to uh, meet Dylan using our podcast as an opportunity uh, as we continue the ministry here at Zion. So Dylan, tell us a little bit about uh, the area of the country where you grew up. All right. Thank you, uh, Pastor Marcus. Uh Yeah, I am from Buffalo, Minnesota. And I'm even representing my Minnesota home state here with the Twins hat. Um, they won big yesterday. <laughs> yes, they did. Well, so I'm from Buffalo, Minnesota. It's about um, 45, 50 minutes northwest of the Twin Cities. It's a smaller town, about 15,000 people. But I also am very familiar with uh, being near the cities, too big city. So, well, 15,000, I'm going to have to tell you, Dylan is kind of a large city in the state of North Dakota. So you may refer to it as a small city in Minnesota, but of course in North Dakota, uh, that would be a rather large city, uh, but we're glad to do that. Tell us a little bit about Buffalo. What, what was the community like that you grew up in? Yeah. Um, so the community was a very, um, well, so I'm I'm from St. John's Lutheran Church in Buffalo, um, and my dad was actually the pastor there, um, and the community there is, it's really, I guess, um, one town of three towns, I guess. Um, you get a lot of people um, from... There are two surrounding towns, to Hanover and Montrose, that uh, you have a lot of people just kind of coming in and out. Um, we have a Walmart, uh, so it, you know, I guess yeah, that that really is what determines you as a uh, official town, right? Is the Walmart? Um, it's growing. It's a growing community for sure, um, but great people there. Well, growing up, Dylan, you, I know that you went to a Lutheran grade school, you said. I went to Bethany Lutheran School in Parma, Ohio. Uh, that was my opportunity. Uh, Jason, where where did you go to grade school again? I went to Abiding Savior Lutheran grade school in St. Louis, Missouri. And so that was attached to my church that I went to growing up. A and Dylan, what about you? I actually went to uh, Grace Lutheran School in um Pocatello, Idaho. I was originally born and raised there. I went there through, I'd say, 
fourth or fifth grade, and then I transferred to a public middle school. Awesome. That That's an opportunity to realize that having those formative years, those younger years in a Lutheran grade school, uh, I'm sure the same would be said for the two of you, but I learned my Bible stories, even though I'm a preacher's kid, learned my Bible stories. Uh, going to Bethany Lutheran School, as I think the two of you did as well. That really gives us a foundation as we uh, get into Bible study and so forth, being able to know the Bible stories from when we were kids. So, Dylan, uh, what was your high school like in Buffalo? Yeah, um, Buffalo, it was called, um, well, again, yeah, the community of Buffalo is really the community of Buffalo, Hanover, and Montrose. So the high school was it was Buffalo High School, but the school system was BHM schools. Um, I'm trying to remember the numbers. It was a few years back, I guess. I think my class was near 500. The class, the, the total school body was a little over 2,000. Um, so it was a fairly decent-sized school. And uh, one thing that I remember is... Um, during finals week and during midterms, a lot of the kids would ride their tractors to uh, to school. You know, it was uh, that kind of a community where people could get away with those sorts of things, you know. Well, that would be more like North Dakota than St. Louis, Missouri, yeah. where uh, Jason went to high school. <laughs> That, that was my exact thought, was that Dylan is already more prepared for Bismarck life than I ever was as a city boy. <laughs> Well, one of the interesting things is that when you finished high school, all three of us went to uh, one of our Concordias. I went to Concordia Ann Arbor, and Jason, you went to Concordia, I would call it River Forest, but it has a new name now, doesn't it, Jason? Yeah, Concordia Chicago is the preferred current term, um, but some people still refer to it as River Forest, and then if you've been around long enough, even Concordia Teachers College, that's how it first started Absolutely. out as. And so, however, you went to our Concordia in Minnesota. So what was Concordia St. Paul like as you went there for your four years of undergrad? I absolutely loved it. It was a very small school. I always, I always explain it in this way. It was a very small university, but our small community was in the middle of a much, much larger community. Um, we were right in the heart of St. Paul. Um, and so we had a lot of diversity that came with that, um, you know, with the, the twin cities being a refugee city, there were, there were a lot of Somalians and a lot of Hmong that were a part of Concordia St. Paul's student body. And, um, so I had some absolutely remarkable classes, uh, like Christian and Muslim relations that was insanely cool to be a part of just the conversations there. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I went to school having a lot of friends that were of, from, from various different diverse backgrounds. So that was rewarding. What was your uh, major and minor at Concordia? Yeah, I, I suppose that's important. Um, that, uh, my, my major was Lutheran theology. Um, and it was not always that. Uh, I, I went to Concordia St. Paul initially knowing that I wanted to go into ministry, um, but I, I began with a more um, general ministry major. 
because uh, my initial thought was maybe pursuing uh, the DCE program, the Director of Christian Education program. And so my major was Christian ministry. And then a couple years in, I decided that I was much more passionate about um, biblical classes, uh, classes that focused on interpreting the Word of God. Um, and so I decided that I was going to change to the pre-seminary program, and my major was going to be Lutheran theology, and I minored in Spanish as well. So, Well, that sounds kind of similar in many ways, doesn't it, Jason? Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, really. Yeah? Having... Having a plan and then uh, something else coming up that changes that plan to pastoral ministry. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that. That's kind of trendy. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about your Spanish background. I think our, our uh, people here at Zion would find that interesting. So you minored in Spanish. And how, uh, how much Spanish does that mean you had to take? Uh, wh- what would you see as your proficiency in Spanish? Um, I would say I, I, I do always tell people that I am only proficient. Um, I'm not quite fluent by any means. Um, there's always much more for me to learn, but it started really in high school. I guess I had a very passionate Spanish teacher in high school that really made me fall in love with the language and the culture, the, you know, Hispanic culture. And I just, I kept on pursuing it from there. And I I really did I took Spanish classes in college all four years, I'd say, because I had already done some Spanish in in my, um, a lot of Spanish in high school. I I got to begin with intermediate Spanish and work more through advanced Spanish. So, um, you know, engaging poetry and film, those sorts of things. Well, uh, uh, we mentioned earlier, referenced it at least, uh, that you're a PK, which means you're a preacher's kid. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your family background, uh, where your parents are from, how your dad maybe got into the ministry. I don't believe, I believe he was, uh, had another career pr- track before he went into the ministry. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about your family background? Sure thing. Um, yeah, I... I am a pastor's kid. Uh, my my father was uh, Reverend Phil Meyer, and I, I say was because um, he actually was called home to be with the Lord um, back in 2016 after battling Lou Gehrig's disease. But I have a mom, or of course I have a mom, uh, but I I have my family, I guess is what I'm trying to say, very small. I, it's just my mom and my, my one brother. Um, and uh, uh, my brother is younger than me uh, by 18 months, and uh, he's currently living in southern Minnesota. Uh, my mom's still in Buffalo, um, and they were here for my vicarage ceremony. It was really nice to see them. But, um, uh, yeah, I love them. Uh, as much of a small family as we are, I, I love them to death. And, um, yeah. They've, they've been constantly supportive of me. So so what area of ministry was your dad in before he became a pastor? He uh, So he began, he actually, he also went to Concordia University in St. Paul. Um, and he, 
he he went there though to become a DCE, and he had he actually did complete his education at CSP um, as a DCE. But after being in the ministry, and I don't I don't know these details off the top of my head, but after being in the ministry for a while, he um, he went through the Delto program, which was an older program at the seminary. Now it's now it's become the uh, um, SMP program, uh, and so he he was able to become a pastor in his ministry context, which at the time was Idaho. Um, and so, um, from there he, uh, became ordained. And I remember, I think I was like nine or 10, uh, when he was ordained. So that was really special to be a part of that ceremony. Um, he, he was a huge faith mentor and uh, model for me. When uh, you're here in Bismarck, a classmate of your dad's at Concordia is a pastor here in town at, at Shepherd of the Valley. A pastor, Lester Wolfgram, went to school with your dad at Concordia. He did. So, same point. Yeah, he did. So you'll have to try and see what you can learn about what your dad was like when he was at college. So oh, you remarkable. Can ask him about that. Remarkable. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, Bef- what are you most looking forward to on your vicarage here? I know you've had a little bit of time to look over the papers. We talked a little bit. Uh, what is it that you're most looking forward to about vicarage in Bismarck, North Dakota? I am most looking forward to really getting to know the people there. And um, I've heard a lot of amazing things about the people there, um, both from I've had some conversations with Aiden Moon and uh just and now i i've had a conversation with jason and uh i've uh you know i even even other seminarians here have just said how supportive of a congregation uh zion is to their vicars and i'm just uh very looking forward to meet you all and um to uh hopefully uh pro- or, i guess to be a part of the ministry there, to proclaim God's word, um, to use the gifts that God has given me there in that place. So, Well, excellent. We're really looking forward uh, to having you here. Uh, a year ago, almost to the day, probably pretty close, uh, Jason was uh, sitting, Dylan, where in a sense where you were sitting. Uh, Aiden was the vicar at the time, uh, Aiden Moon, uh, who is getting ready to graduate uh, later uh, this week. But uh, Jason, so as you reflect back, it's hard to believe it's been a year already since we had the podcast introducing you to the people of Zion. What what do you think is different than what you thought it would be? What is uh, better about it, I suppose? And what reflections do you have? <laughs> well, the, the thing that I think about right away is the ranch. That was definitely my biggest concern right off the bat because I had only heard whispers of what it was like and how people were saying, well, you won't really know what's going on there until you're actually there. Uh, and so hearsay could only prepare me so much for the ministry that goes on there. And that has ended up being just one of the biggest gifts and blessings to me to help me grow as a church worker and also just as a human being that spends time with other human beings. 
Uh, and so I, I was going to look for a moment to share what I am most excited for about Dylan's upcoming vicarage is precisely that, the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. Um, I'm excited, Dylan, that you will, you will get this experience uh, with people that are really, really going through tough times, that have real actual problems uh, and pain, and you get to be there just to share the love of Jesus with them however you can. And that will, one, it will benefit them greatly, and that will benefit you greatly. And so that is an aspect of Vicarage here at the Plum Vicarage in Bismarck, North Dakota, as Dr. Nielsen would say. Uh, That's an aspect that I don't think you would get in any other location uh, that's offered through the seminary. Is Really only this place has uh, services like like what's offered at the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. And so I definitely think about that a lot. Um, and I've also just thought about, uh, as you said, Dylan, just the people here. That's that's really the best part of this Bismarck congregation is getting to spend time and just teaching and being with and worshiping with and building friendships and relationships with all of the people here. And so that that will be the hardest part to leave for me is this congregation because they've spoiled me rotten and they will spoil you rotten and you will love it. And it's going to be great. And I, I'm just excited to see how, uh, as, as everybody here welcomes me with open arms, I'm excited to see now how they will welcome you with open arms too. Well, uh, got a question for you also, Jason, uh, follow up on that. What would be reflecting back the biggest surprise about vicarage now you talked about the joy of the boys ranch but what's the biggest surprise as you reflect back on the past uh, 11 months because you still have a month left here but the past 11 months on your vicarage i think that the biggest surprise is how much time i've spent outside of bismarck north dakota i kind of thought going in oh i'm gonna be you know this will sound like an insult, but I'm going to kind of be stuck here and there won't be a ton to do. But I've been amazed with, I mean, right away I arrived and maybe four days later, I was offered a free spot on the bus that was going to NYG uh, in 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 Texas. And that just came out of nowhere. And I thought, yeah, I want to go to Texas right away. That sounds awesome. And then with the, this mission trip to Mexico that we got back from very recently, that was not on my radar when I was first coming here to Bismarck. I didn't know that I'd be able to go to another country on a mission trip for crying out loud. And even my very first weekend that I was here, I wasn't even here. I was sent to go guest preach at another congregation in Barney, North Dakota. And so sometimes I felt I feel like a secret agent where uh, my mission one weekend is to go in this place in the country and another is to go in this place in North Dakota. So I've done a surprising amount of traveling outside of this city. And I hope that's an aspect of Vicarage that carries over to you, Dylan, because uh, there's, there's a surprising amount of stuff to see and do Uh, in North Dakota, and there's a lot of opportunities that Zion has been blessed with to get you outside of the state as well. One of the things about Zion's experience with Vickers, uh, this will be now, uh, Dylan, you'll be my eighth Vicar since I've been at Zion, but uh, that doesn't even come close to the amount of Vickers one of my predecessors had. He, One of my predecessors was part-time district president for North Dakota, and he had a long stream of Vickers and so Zion has a history uh, of 
uh, mentoring, experiencing vicars, and so forth. And so it's been an opportunity for them to grow in that aspect. And so it's not strange for them to be able to uh, have a new vicar. Obviously, um, there is that sadness at one vicar leaving and joy with another vicar coming, but uh, they're used to those up the changes. Uh, they're also always excited about the new nuances that each one has their own particular areas where their uh, strengths are and the opportunities of ministries that they're at, able to add to it. So uh, Zion will be excited to see where your strengths are and be able to maybe give you an opportunity to stretch a little bit. Let's see, uh, Jason, you always talk about three F's related to the uh, vicarage. What is that again now? Yes, the and you can you can copy me, Dylan, if you want to. But the the way the words I use to describe Zion are fast, fun, and furious. And I've been saying that pretty much from day one. Life at Zion is fast, fun, and furious. You will not be bored. You will not be wishing that you had more to do. Uh, he, all you know it's kind of like a, a fully encapsulating life experience you'll just get to come here and work and be a part of this community and and live for it and for the lord and i can't imagine it going any other way than that and so it is very exciting around here there's so much to do there's so much to teach and there's so much joy to be had at this place which you will experience very soon one of the great things also that you're going to experience, uh, Dylan, is with the fact that we have uh, different staff members. We have two secretaries. We have uh, a junior high part-time uh, ministry person. We have a full-time director of family ministry. Uh, and uh, each and every one of them will be able to give you different experience. I encourage you, just like I said to Jason from the very beginning, make use of them. Uh, they will teach you a lot of things that they will never teach you at the seminary, uh, uh, lessons that will be important for you as you go out in ministry. So uh, one of the privileges of being here, plus the day school, plus no St. Matthew's Napoleon. So the list goes on and on. There's all kinds of opportunities. Uh, make the most of those. As we're getting ready to close, uh, Dylan, any final questions or comments that you want to share or ask uh, here of the people of Zion? Just uh, once again, I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm very thrilled, overjoyed um, to be called um, into this ministry experience, and I'm so very looking forward to uh, meeting everyone there. Um, so, and I'm I'm very uh, tolerant of the cold, being a Minnesotan. So I'm ready for it. Well, we're due for a really mild winter. Poor uh, Jason being from St. Louis. I've been in North Dakota now 37 years. This was by far the worst winter I have ever experienced in North Dakota. Now, it was just slightly less than the most snow ever, but it was by far the worst in so many ways. Uh, uh, Jason learned things about snow and whiteouts and not when, when you shouldn't be traveling that he had never known before, like getting stuck in a ditch in a truck trying to get to the boys' ranch with other individuals and learning that lesson very early on. Uh, so you, those are things you already will know, see, so you won't have to learn those lessons when you're here. But we are due for a much more mild winter uh, coming up. Well, we want to thank uh, Dylan for taking time out. It's his last week at school, and so there's finals, there's papers uh, to introduce us a little bit about his background, 
uh, where he went to school, his family, and also his expectations. And to maybe get another shot at Jason to hear what uh, Jason has to say about his time here as well. And so we hope that this was informative to you. And we will continue our living the faith as we continue to look into the catechism and the various aspects of faith. And we'll talk to you very soon. Lord's blessings on your week. Thanks for joining us on our Living the Faith podcast this week. This podcast is a ministry of Zion Lutheran Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. To contact us, learn more, or for more resources on our journey this year, please visit zionbismarck.org or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. This podcast was made possible by a grant from Lutheran Church Extension Fund. We thank them for their support. Please join me in prayer as we begin our new week. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time as we continue learning how God's truth in the scriptures applies to our daily life. God bless your reading this week.